This week on Ultra 64, we played the game that transformed my lunch into vomit. It's Transformers colon Beast Wars Transmetals. <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64. I hope you're still with us after that gross imagery. My name is Steve Gunley. I'm Woody Siskowski. We are just the ultra-ist podcast. As ultra as it gets. As ultra as can possibly occur. We talk about Nintendo 64 games on this thing. I have a complete collection. We play them in random order. And uh, man, this really blew up in our faces this week. This <laughs> is random as it gets. The whole the whole concept of this show really uh, uh, took a punishing turn this week. Because we played Transformers Beast Wars Transmetals, which is an awful fucking title. It is. Just a garbage it's, title. It's definitely worse than Quest 64. We were talking about that last yeah. week. And yeah, I'm again, we keep playing games that make us nostalgic for the crappy games the previous week. Yeah. Like Quest, I was nostalgic for Scooby-Doo. This week, I really want to keep playing Quest. Yeah, I know. Hey, I wonder how Brian's doing over there. Yeah, hey, Brian. Quest to poke people with his you, stick. You, you need help, buddy? We can help you. We can help you, Brian. Just don't make us play this Transformers game anymore. I don't want to hang out with the monkey car anymore. Yeah. Um, so usually, uh, we, and we'll get into this more later, but usually we try to play these games for about an hour. An hour felt like a long time with Quest 64. We're yeah. like, all right, we're getting bored of this. We played this game, what, 15 minutes, 10 minutes? That was as much. And honestly, it wasn't because we were trying to dismiss it or anything like that. It was because we physically had to stop. Like, I was getting nauseous looking at it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And that's not, like, some kind of pithy commentary about the quality of the graphics. Like, I was literally getting queasy playing this game. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but we, we don't feel that we've missed anything. I feel like we're as expert as you're going to find on this game. Um, I honestly anyone... feel like we've played this more than any other human being. In the last 20 years. Ever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, ever. ever. Okay. I feel like we've played it long. We stuck in there longer than any other human being ever could. So this game, this game was a, uh, I mean, in that, uh, I, do you want to talk about the release strategy for this game? Is that the place to start, or I don't That's know? That's a good place to start, yeah. Okay, okay so the, the one reason I was really excited to talk about this game is because this is the first one of our blockbuster-exclusive games that we get to talk about. There's there's a handful of these. What, um, what, what is blockbuster? Oh, I've, it's a good I've thing I've never heard of this. It's a colloquial term for a jackhammer. Okay. So if you see uh, uh, construction workers out say, doing some street me, work. excuse me, sir. Do you have any Nintendo 64 games for which like, I can purchase from you? Get out of here, Mac. I'm trying to blockbuster this sidewalk here. But I'm I, walking. I received this promotion in your email. What are you talking about? I don't about? know. Sorry. I, sorry, yeah, wait. I messed up a bit. Okay. Because we're in the 90s. Oh, we're in the 90s. I don't know why I have email. I received this promotion in my... Regular mail. mail you you got mail one of those mail. mailboxes there? Exactly. I heard about them. It tells me to go to my nearest blockbuster to play the Beast Wars Trans Metals Transformers Trans Action. I don't game. I don't know what you're talking about. All I got is PS1 games on me. Oh, shit. You can see my pants are made of them and they're jiggling in the sunlight as I work this blockbuster. Anyway. Great. Here, wait a sec. <laughs> Another classic bit. Um, all right, so yeah, this was one of the first, uh, one of the handful of exclusive games that were only available through Blockbuster Video. Which was a, a place where you could failed. rent, you could rent videos by mm -hmm. going in. 
You could okay. go, you physically walk to a store okay. or drive there even mm. to order a movie. And then you have to return it a couple days later. Like you have to physically Ooh. go back. Sounds like a lot of trouble, Steve. No it wonder their garbage. business model failed. They've been, you know what? I, I'm a sucker for video stores. I love a good video store. Blockbuster was not a good video store. I don't mourn the loss of Blockbuster. Like they censored their movies. They had like pretty much a strict policy on no movies before like 1980 or some shit. Oh, like, really? Unless it was like a w- extremely well-regarded classic. Because they just assumed no one would be interested. In yeah, they, they were just very anti like black and white movie. You know, you couldn't get any adult content because it was like a Christian or owned organization. And I'm not talking like hardcore porno or anything. I'm saying like, you know, Showgirls or some goofy movie like that or some French art film. You couldn't get it at Blockbuster. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't miss it. But you, what you could get at Blockbuster was Transformers colon Beast Wars Trans Metals. I'm going to have to keep saying that. Remember, I've already forgotten the title. So there, there were a handful of games that were only available to either rent or buy through blockbuster you're saying if i went to you know crazy mike's games or no that's not a that's another video rental store if i went to game crazy or GameStop, and i'm like i want to buy beast wars beast metal trans sure yeah yes that's the one um they're like no we don't have that game well okay this one's a bit of an exception so this most of the Okay, there, there were about a handful of games, and there tend to be the rarest games on the system, especially if you want them complete in box, because, you know, what did they do? If you remember Blockbuster, they had them in these crappy little plastic mm-hmm. cases that just had, like, the white Blockbuster label on them, and then they would just throw the boxes away. Right. So uh, they're pretty hard to find complete in box. So some of the rarest titles on the system, and that includes Transformers. That is okay. one of the harder-to-find ones, but you get games like the Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut, which is the rarest, most expensive game in the system. You get, like, Stunt Racer. You get Indiana Jones. You know, there's a, there's a handful of them. Um, this game was originally only available for rental and for purchase from Blockbuster, but it was doing so poorly that the company decided to sell it briefly in retail stores <laughs> just so they could try and recoup some of their okay. loss. Uh, I couldn't find any sales numbers on this. It's apparently so low that they were just not worth recording. What but. do you think the incentive was for companies to release as a Blockbuster exclusive? Like, clearly Blockbuster paid them something to get that set up, but it yeah. seems like it would be such a hit to their, like, I don't know. Right. It's, it's, like, it's like when Wu-Tang just released one copy of their latest album and that pharma douchebag bought it. He got, um... Did you know that he got uh, found guilty and has to give it back now? Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Sweetest moment of uh, schadenfreude I can think of is watching that man cry in his court hearing and being hauled off to prison. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, So, yeah, do you think that they realized that they had, like, a super shit game on their hands and they're like, well, maybe if we create this false, like... Because, I mean, they're, they're not all universally terrible, but... There, there aren't any real. I thought there were only two. I thought this and uh, Clay Fighter were the only ones. But no, no, yeah. no. Uh, and there's one Stunt Racer is actually quite a good game. That one's that one's really fun. Indiana Jones is a passable action game, but then there are some really bad ones. There's like Razor Scooter. There's uh, uh, Die Katana was briefly a blockbuster oh. exclusive, which I can't wait to talk about that one. Oh man. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's a kind of a weird phenomenon. And yeah, like you, I can't really piece together what the business model of that is or if they thought that this was just the most popular way to get these out. Uh, but it failed, obviously. It right. just didn't work out. So, But it did create some scarcity for the collectors out there. 
I think uh, a clay fighter sculptor's cut in box goes for about ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Like just, just to clarify to the listener, I, out of box might be like two hundred or maybe. Three. Out of, uh, yeah, for clay for fighter, yeah, about three hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that just goes to show the difference in value between the box and the game. Right. Exactly. Like, it's not exactly. the game. That, the game is valuable. But the box, the box is, is where insanely it's at. valuable. Because they're so flimsy and they're so hard to like keep intact. You know? yeah. So if you find a mint condition sculptor's cut in box, then it's uh, crazy valuable. All right, let's talk a little bit about this game. So No, I don't want to, Steve. I know. Let's talk about Cat Stevens. Trust me, you I'm going to You know in the song um, Wild, Wild World? Sure. And yeah. he's like, I'll always remember you like a child. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's a creepy lyric? Because Most of the lyrics from the 70s are creepy. It, Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Oh, because uh, it's like yeah. if that song is romantically intended, like then it's weird. Yeah, and if it's not romantically intended, then it's like very patronizing. Yeah, I like this is naivety. Were you a Cat Stevens guy or a James Taylor guy or a Jim Croce guy? Or... I like Jim Croce all the way. Okay, Jim Croce. You know, yeah, on Superman's cape. <laughs> Do you even know who that is? Who? <laughs> okay, never mind. No, sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I said Jim Croce. Is that his name? No, Jim Croce. Jim Croce. Jim Croce. Is a different guy. He's an arts and crafts guy. Okay, he's like Bob he sings, Ross's knitting brother. Sure, yeah. He sings songs about drop stitches and everything. Yeah, he's, okay. he's really interesting. What do you want to talk about now? Trust me, I can still pad this out so we don't have to talk about the game. All right, okay, so great. speaking of the game, Transformers, Beast Wars, Transmetals, fuck you, was released November 15th, 2000. It was published by BAM! Oh, 2000, exclamation so this point. came out somewhat late and i mean it came out pretty late in the life cycle okay. and uh you know blockbuster even was already on the decline so maybe they hoped this would <laughs> this save would them breathe new life so it was published by bam with an exclamation point entertainment and d- developed by takara and it was also released on playstation one uh so a little bit about bam entertainment because this is actually a little interesting to me uh so they were founded in 1999 and they're technically still around uh, but they've been dormant since 2004 because the NASDAQ delisted their stock because they failed to adhere to, like, marketplace rules. Excuse me. Um, most of what they did, they specialized in Game, Game Boy Advance adaptations of Cartoon Network games. Okay. And their only other game for the N64 is uh, Powerpuff Girls Chemical Extraction, which is... It's one of my favorite Powerpuff Girls game, if not my favorite Powerpuff Girls game. I really hope you're being sarcastic. I can't tell. <laughs> Damn it, I can't tell. I've played this one a little bit. It's bad. Um, but I don't know. They might be the best chem- they might be the best Powerpuff Girls game. Uh, so they gained a small amount of infinity though, thanks to one game called X versus Sever. Uh, if I'm sure you're familiar with that. So uh, it was based on an early film script for a movie called Ballistic. Uh, but because of production delays and everything, the game production went pretty smoothly, and so they released the game. They just called it X versus Sever. And then they pushed the movie, which they changed to Ballistic X vs. Sever, to a year later. Uh, so technically, the movie came after the video game that is based on the movie. So it's this weird Ouroboros of a snake eating its I own tail. That, I always thought that Ballistic... I thought there were two X vs. Sever movies. No. And the first one was called X vs. Sever that the game was based on. And then they made a oh. sequel called Ballistic. Have you ever seen the movie Ballistic X vs. Sever? I have not. It's supposed to be one of the worst movies ever made. I was, I was just um, going to say. So they, that movie... When it finally came out, it, it still holds the record on Rotten Tomatoes of the lowest rated movie of all time. Still to this day. Uh, it has a 0% rating with 116 reviews. I actually own the X vs. Sever video game for Game Boy Advance and played it a decent amount. It's not bad. It's, no, a, it's not like bad. it's a first-person shooter that works well on the Game Boy yeah, Advance. Yeah, it's a lot like Doom. 
Yeah. No, it's it's not terrible, uh, but the movie is. And I got a little quote uh, from Roger Ebert from his review of it, just because I love Roger Ebert's, like, when he when he yeah, hates a movie. Yeah. Uh, so he said uh, that Ballistic X vs. Sever is an ungainly mess, submerged in mayhem, occasionally surfacing for cliches, overloaded with special effects and explosions, light on continuity, sanity, and coherence. Which it, is actually a lot like Beast Wars, Transformers, Transmetal, Trans-America. Sure. World Police. Yes. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, so it, it, yeah, it had, who was it? It was Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu, I believe. And the title isn't even accurate, because I think X and Sever are working together. Mm. So it's not... Well, it's like Batman versus Superman. But, I mean, they do actually fight in that. Okay. So they are, like, contending against each other before they become buddies. Spoiler alert for a terrible movie that's two years old. Uh, okay, let's... Let's talk about Transformers. Okay. Let's talk about because this is the only chance we're gonna get to talk. This is the only the Transformers, Transformers game on the system. So we that I would say up to this point there hasn't been that many Transformers games. Period. Not many. I mean, they, they started pumping out more when the movies came. Yeah, out. lately there have been a few more, and they've been getting a little better. Like they're playable at this point. Uh, this one is not. All right, so let's talk about Transformers. Now, chances are you really don't need me to talk about this. We all are pretty submerged in Transformers. I'm not submerged, actually. This is not a bit. I know very little about Transformers. My brother was into Transformers, and he's about 11 years older than me. Okay. But I feel like people around my age kind of missed a Transformers boat. I feel like there's a little gap here between people who are around, like, 25 to 30. Yeah. Um. And then they started capitalizing on the nostalgia for older people later. Well, you you but. know what it is? It's it was around when I was a kid, but I I wasn't interested in it because I had Ninja Turtles. And oh. the thing you kind of forget about being a kid is how tribal you get about yeah. your toys. Like you you weren't like a Sega kid and a Nintendo kid. You were one or the other. You weren't Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. You pick your sides and you defend it yeah. in schoolyard battles. So the idea of being a Transformers guy and a Ninja Turtles right. guy it just didn't enter my a brain. Ninja Turtles guy or Batman, the Batman action figures. Ooh, those yeah. had the best because anything with a grappling hook, I'm all about that. Okay, and all Batman right. Batman really delivered on the. Is grappling this why you like stuff. Chameleon Twist? It is. We're gonna get into it. I have a whole <laughs> section prepared for that episode. Did you play uh, Bionic Commando? Oh yeah, the 360. I, I love. Bi- oh, I didn't the, play the 360 the reboot. One. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, it's I, hilarious. I um, his 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 robotic. Oh, this is a spoiler, but I gotta tell it. The, his arm, his robotic arm, is made out of his dead wife. Oh, wow. All Somehow. Right. I'm, buying, I'm buying this game. It's going first on the Amazon wish list. It's pretty great. Bionic Commando. No, um, I want to I do... Uh, I really want to do... Play through a bunch of dead franchises. There's a lot of sure. great dead franchises that I want to play all the games on, like um, Bionic Commando, Contra, mm-hmm. Battletoads. Yeah. Um, this will be the new podcast once we finish this one. I'm down in, for that, in, yeah. In Finding years. dead franchises. Yeah, things that didn't, like pan out into anything more than one or two games all right so transformers let's dig into that so um the whole franchise was built around a series of toys a series of action figures so you know most things it's the other way around you come up with the cartoon so the, so the, the comic the book. action figures came first toys came first okay. um and they were you know if you're not familiar they're like little cars and trucks that you flip them around and they turn into robots and then you can make them battle they're cool toys you yeah. know they're for for kids like me who liked you know fidgeting with stuff and everything like that i i see the appeal um so they were introduced by Hasbro and Takara Tomy in Japan in 1984. And the toys were instantly like just a worldwide smash hit sensation. Uh, and they, they launched a TV show, which was massive. Uh, the following year, in 1985, they came out with uh, uh, the first animated movie. 
which is terrible, but it's notable for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it is the final film performance of Orson Welles. Oh, wow. Uh, it's the last thing he did before he died was voice like an evil planet or something. Okay. Secondly, it uses Weird Al Yankovic's Dare to be Stupid unironically. But it's on the soundtrack, not as a joke. It's just like as a song on the soundtrack. Huh. Which itself, it's like a, if you've heard it, it's a Devo parody. Yeah. But also it's just you don't use Weird Al songs in movie soundtracks unless it's like a, a joke movie. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Very odd. Um, so kind of like Scooby-Doo, this this has basically never been off the air. Uh, it's had, what is it, 28. I don't ever seen an episode of the Transformers It's not show. worth watching. My friend made me watch the cartoon movie once, and I was bored out of my mind. I didn't get it. Uh, so there were 28 different television shows since Holy 1984, shit. and that's between like shows that were actually on TV and web series and different things like that. Like different reboots and versions. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Power Rangers. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there are the five major motion pictures, all directed by Michael Bay. Uh, which Never seen one of those. They've, they've grossed a combined $4.5 billion with a B dollars. Shit. These were ridiculously massive. Uh, so I, I was one of the people who got suckered into this, you know, because the first one got pretty good reviews. And I went and saw it, and I'm like, all right, this is a passably entertaining time, you know. Uh, it's, it's two and a half hours long, but whatever, I'm entertained. And then I move on. I don't think about it again. And my friends tried to make me watch it again when it came out on DVD. I'm just like, what was I thinking? This is hot garbage. And I somehow, again, got conned into going to see the second one. Well, we didn't see it in theaters. I saw it in video. And I know that because I turned it off midway through because it was even that half is arguably the worst movie I've ever seen it's, in my life. Speaking of Roger Ebert, um, yeah. his, his review of that movie is Revenge of the Fallen. Is that mm-hmm. the second one? Yeah. That is also a brilliant review. That might be Roger Ebert's best review. And if he, you want to look up Roger Ebert, Revenge of the Fallen. He was one delightful. of the defenders of the first one, too. He gave it the first one a three-and-a-half-star review. That's, oh, wow. a, that's a lot of the reason why I went to see it. But, I mean, you've probably been exposed to these at some point in some form, but they're just these loud, cacophonous, nonsense movies with lots of Michael Bay explosions and everything. And my biggest problem with the Transformers movies is that they fail like the core conceit of the franchise, which is the transformations. Like these should look cool. Yeah. Like if nothing else, you can do some creative, like kind of Rube Goldbergy stuff with like turning a truck into a robot. No, it just looks like you're crumbling up an aluminum ball and then you unwrap them. That's what it looks like. They look like they're just winding up into something and they come out something else. So You don't see the pieces moving. What's the premise behind, like, if you're a giant robot, imagine, yeah. if you will, that you're a giant robot. I Okay, I'm there. And, yeah. Okay, great. And you have the ability to take large... You're going to have to speak up. I can't hear you up here. You're going to have the ability to take large, giant strides across the cityscape. Okay, I'm going to shrink down so okay. you don't have to yell. Okay, go ahead. So why are you turning into a truck? You can probably go much faster as walking as a giant they robot. They have jets in their feet, too. Like, they can fly. Like, they get... They, I don't know. I think it's just to conceal their appearance. Can from, people... From what I understand, they're, they're... Well, like, conceal that they're, that they're giant robots from another... Because they're from another planet. They're oh, okay. aliens. And uh, in, Wait, the, so in the movie, man-made. if I remember... No, no. Okay. They come to Earth, and they, like, scan a truck or something, and they're like, okay, I'll... I'll I'll dress like this truck. And uh, then they just use this planet to wage their war for something called the AllSpark, which is just like a big MacGuffin that they're always fighting over. And I, I don't know what it does or what – it's just this ongoing thing. Okay, and one more question. Yeah. If, so can people ride around in the trucks, like human-sized people? I, I think they could and in the if, show. If the 
Transformers transform back into robots while people are in the truck? Do they just get, get mangled like crushed up in inside there? of like? I have to imagine. Okay, great. I mean, I'm glad we straightened this. I, up I know Shia LaBeouf is riding around in Bumblebee in the movie a lot, but not when he's turned into a thing. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, that's that's the extent of my knowledge. I, just, of that. I would just like to restate the sentence mm. you just said. Yes, of, I know that Shia LaBeouf mm -hmm. is riding around in Bumblebee. Yes. in the movie. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. moving on. I stand by that. Yeah, it's accurate. Everybody's out there nodding. They're like, yeah, no, no, it's true. Yeah, he rides around in Bumblebee. Uh, all right, so this one is this game is specifically based on Beast Wars, which was uh, kind of a spin-off TV series that ran from 1996 to 1999 in syndication. Uh, there are 52 episodes of that. Uh, and so now the difference between that is that, like the, the regular Transformers battles are between the Autobots and the Decepticons. So Autobots are the good guys, Decepticons are the bad guys. Spoiler alert with the Decepticon <laughs> name. Uh, these ones are these ones are called the Maximals and the Predacons. Okay. okay, and the the difference here is that they can also turn into animals. Okay. So they're robots, they're cars, and they're animals. Okay. Uh, and most of the characters in the series are new, but a few of the mainstays, like Optimus Prime and Starscream, they appear. Renamed Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime turns into a gorilla with a skateboard or a yeah. surfboard. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Beast Wars was computer animated. So, if you can imagine a CGI animated series made for television for a low budget in 1996. You get a good idea of how it looks, but so it 1996, looks worse. you said? 1996. So it looks worse. So, yeah, if you go back and watch the original Toy Story and you say, all right, that still looks okay. It and I mean, there's some, they, there's some texture issues. Imagine the quantity issues, of money yeah. that they put into that mm -hmm. and then think Take about Take something a with a fraction episode. of that budget, yeah. Yeah, and with no talent put into it. <laughs> it's You can watch some clips on YouTube if you can stomach it. I could not for more than like a two or three minute clip. So really this game is a fairly accurate representation of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gross as all hell. It's hard to look at and it's real annoying. Uh, do you want to know what a trans metal is? Yeah. Are you excited? It's better than the joke I made before we started recording. <laughs> a trans metal, according to the Transformers wiki, which is the saddest quarter of the internet, <laughs> is a transformer whose superstructure has been mutated by a quantum surge during the Beast Wars. Yeah, I knew that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't need Everyone to go any further. That, Obviously. Stop wasting our listeners' time. Basically, what that means is that the robot and the organic elements have fused, and that explains why Cheetor, who is a, is a horrifying, like, nightmare, he's like a walking truck with hairy pecs. Yeah. He has hair, he has blood. Okay. But he's a car. Got it. With a man's face. Perfect. It's a Freudian nightmare. Uh... <laughs> All right, I guess we have to talk about right, this game yeah. now. Ooh. Oh no, wait, let's. Uh, all right, I can't. Want to go back to Jim Croce? My, yeah. my my mother-in-law loves Jim Croce. He, he died pretty young. Yeah, sad. That's yeah. sad. But Jim Croce played at his funeral, and they uh, they, you know, that's the, that's the way. Which to was lose. good. They were able to bury the hatchet. I think there were some licensing rights. The going Croce on. hatchet. Yeah, the Croce hatchet. Yes. Um, uh, so this is a fight, a quote-unquote fighting game. Yeah. Um, um, it's, yeah, all right. That... It's a fighting. The core gimmick, I think, is it's the ability to switch between the three modes. So you can switch between beast mode, vehicle mode, and robot mode. Yeah. Right. So robot is where you can do your strongest attacks, but it also eats up this little meter that you have. And if your meter depletes, then you start taking damage. And you're you can't really fight. You just get no. electrocuted and start taking damage. The other thing that I think is important to clarify is that this game is full three D. 
It's not a oh, 2D. It is the most 3D. The most 3D. Um, it is not like your Mortal Kombat's or your Street Fighters, um, where it's just no. 2D. Like you can where you run can in and out towards the screen, go around, run around your opponent, and all of your attacks are projectile attacks. There doesn't seem to be a punch. There's only three buttons. Yeah. You fight with the C buttons. Yeah. Um, you jump and, with your Z. Yeah, it's weird controls. Awkward. So one of the buttons shoots a straight missile that you can charge up. One seems to throw a mine, and one shoots kind of homing missiles. Kind of, yeah. And, uh, but, okay, imagine you're trying to have a fight with somebody, but you're both standing on a pottery wheel Okay. that's set to maximum speed, and everything in the background is stationary, so you're just, like, spinning and spinning and spinning. That's what this was. Yeah, you because you'll turn in you turn into a vehicle and you'll just kind of drive around the opponent. It's really hard to control. Yeah, where you're going and like fighting games, you kind of stay locked on to your opponent a little bit, right? Like yeah. you, in in Mortal Kombat and even in War Gods and stuff like that, you could sidestep, but you're still facing your opponent. Yeah, and when you you're... jump around them, you turn back the other direction. Yeah. Oh, but this game, there's there's not that. There was a while where my jet was just facing the total other direction mm-hmm. and. Or like you're trying to face them, instead you're just doing loop-de-loops around them while you're dressed like a pterodactyl. And the ca- and the, like, the thing that's so brutal is the camera tries to move to kind of <sighs> give you a better view of the action. And so as as the characters get farther apart, it will zoom out. Or if one character goes to one side, it'll shift over so you can still see both characters. Sure. But with the speed that the characters move at, especially in the vehicle or the beast mode... It just makes you. It just makes you sick. Like it's it, just spinning constantly. It's like, spinning constantly. Yeah. So this was kind of a late revelation for us because we started. You know, we have a, a decent amount of like modes and options here. So we started from the bottom and we went to mini games. Yeah. Uh, and the mini games are exclusive to the N sixty four. By the way, they they didn't they didn't appear on the PlayStation. Oh, this version. game was also on PlayStation. I missed that. Okay. And there was also uh, exclusive characters in this. So Waspinator, Airazor, Terrorsaur, and Starscream are all exclusive characters. Wow, there's, there's only, only eight. eight characters in this game. So you mean the PS one version only had five? Well, no, they had four different oh, exclusive okay, characters. Okay. So they, they had the same number of characters, but uh, also the other exclusive here is that uh, we didn't get this far. But there are character animations like ending animations uh if you beat the arcade mode uh and the ps1 didn't have that but who could get that far honestly like who could really get that far but yeah so we we started with the mini games which are stationary so the first one was like it was like a race buttons to run things track and field yeah yeah yeah, exactly and you're you're heading towards this the screen and you're trying to transform rapidly and escape explosions whatever functional boring nothing special super boring there was a sunset duel where yeah. it's like it's like wild gunman and uh that one's okay you know it's Did just you... like you, you press z uh it, when yeah, it says it, fire it, to... it'll say go and then yeah. you have to wait and then it'll say fire and you press z faster than the other person i have you ever played the game kirby superstar yes. for the super nintendo so that's yeah, a great yeah. game uh-huh. that has a mini game in it called samurai kirby which is one of the best multiplayer games that exist <laughs> one of the best party games oh i don't know if i ever played that yeah part. it's just this random aside in kirby superstar and it's it's the same fundamental game as this, where you just two guys they stand off, and then it will um, it'll say like go, and then you have to press A when it says go. Okay. Um, but there's music for it that's super intense. It's got like the Samurai Showdown intro. Oh, okay. And, 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 and your your hand is like shaking. So it's it's like, like, oh, yeah. it's like really intense. So. So this but, this like this kind of mini game can be fun. Oh yeah, it can. But this. It, this, this one is too bland looking. It's too it, bland. No sense of tension. You know, yeah. The only sense of tension you get is when, like, 
you have like two or three seconds after you hit the fire button where like both guns are out you don't know who's gonna die yeah but it also just seems to kind of go on forever like it, there didn't seem to be yeah, an there was end no game it just goes till you're sick of it you just, yeah exactly and then uh it wasn't until we got to the last mini game, which was like a disc capture the disc or something yeah, so like, like little coins were falling from the sky and you have to run around and collect them and also fight. That's where we got a sense of like the first of the mechanics of the game. And we start to see how badly everything's spinning and, we like, and oh, how hard it is control. We like, hope this game, this is not representative of the game itself. Yeah, it's like, Oh cause... shit. Is this what it's like? And yeah, this is very much what it's like. Uh, there was a kids mode. We didn't really figure out what that was. I think it's just, they had baby voices. I honestly okay. think that's the yeah. only difference. Yes. Um, so it's just fighting. There was baby different versus... animation when they transformed. They uh, was there? Yeah, there was. It would show like whether they were a good or evil robot. Like in oh, front okay, of them when they transformed. I don't know why that means anything. I don't but... know. Um, yeah. yeah, and so then it's got your standard fighting game modes, which is the arcade mode where you as one player fight through computer opponents. There's two player versus mode, which we mostly played, and then there's a team battle mode mm-hmm. where you select four guys to be on your team and four guys to be on the opponent's team. Yeah. And then once you kill one, you move on to the next guy. It's and we, same old junk. You know, like I said, we bailed early, but we did sample a little bit of all of these sure. modes. Like we tried all of them at least, and I think we've each played as every character. Yeah. You know, but then um, all the characters play pretty much exactly the same. They have all yeah. these stats of like strength and yeah let's talk about these stats now are are these stats just there for our edification because it's like yeah i don't care what my character's intelligence is right you get optimus primal and they show him (coughs) excuse me his stats are maxed out at 10 plus like they actually say plus on there for most of the stats so i mean if if these mean anything then he's unbeatable by anybody because he's leagues ahead of everyone but i died as him many times so I, I, do you think they're just telling us that just so we know? Like now I have this nugget of information that Optimus Prime is a 10 plus intelligent. No, maybe. And now I have to forget well, he's something. Got, he's like, got all the fanboys. I'm going to forget my wife's birthday, but I'm going to remember this statistic. Like what are they doing to me? Yeah. So the, um, yeah, like yeah, I think you covered the no punching or kicking. I mean, yeah, I just we. So this game essentially just instantly devolves into running around in circles around the other person, yeah. frantically pressing the buttons, because it's so hard to get any sort of depth perception of aiming or when you're going to hit them. And It's just non- It's just chaotic nonsense. You could even almost excuse some of these design flaws if this was like like a four-player bash-em-up free-for-all, sure. you know, where, you're, where the chaos is kind of the fun of it. Sure. But no, it's strictly two on or one on one, and uh, there, there's this big empty space that you can get lost in. It's real easy to just circle somebody until time runs out. It, it's incredibly poorly designed. Um, there's a weird thing that I I don't know if there's. I feel like TVs have gotten bigger yeah. just over time, and like I mean, you don't have a huge TV, but you have like a decent sized TV sure. um, for now. And <laughs> until I buy you a new one, yeah, I'm exactly. sorry. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe this wasn't that. I, I think it's easier to get sick when you're watching this kind of thing on a bigger TV. I wonder. Um, I mean, I don't want to test it on the smaller TV downstairs, but yeah. Because uh, I never remember this kind of thing happening. I was playing Congress Bad Fur Day on my projector yeah. at home, and like it was kind of making me sick the way the camera was going around. Something okay. about the camera moving in N64 games is really rough. Possibly. And I know it's just they hadn't figured out how to make it a more but smooth movement. This also this hasn't far the worst. This hasn't been a problem with anything else. Even Vigilante 8, like which we commented was just kind of chaotic and the camera shifting everywhere like we played that on the big screen 
And I didn't get sick. I got a headache from all the noise and the nonsense, but I didn't get, like, queasy like I did with this. Well, speaking of Vigilante 8, should we move on to our rankings? Is there Let's move more? on. I have. I feel like we, we talk... This, de- this definitely... We far exceeded the amount of time talking about random shit compared to talking about the game itself. And but, you know what? I preferred the random shit. Yeah. yeah I, but I, I can't think of any other thing to talk about with this game. There's not a damn thing else. So, all right, let's move on to our rankings. Each week, we rank the game that we played on a scale of... Currently, it's 1 to 36. Uh, do I even need to mention what the number one game... Or, or I think we're in an accord on this. This is my new bottom yes, of the barrel Yes, this is game. also my new bottom. This is game. my new very it, last game. It, it surpasses Vigilante 8, Second Offense. So that's my new number 37 game out of 37. my new number 37 game surpassing Super Bowling, yeah. which was a boring game, but did not make me sick. This one um, actively defies you into not playing. Like, this one does not let you play it. Yeah, it, I... It's, I I would have been impossible. ill if we had played this game for an hour. No, yeah, I, I couldn't. Probably would have thrown up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, I was getting to that point. Like I was just like, I was feeling very sick, and it just, it was no fun. Even if that wasn't an issue, wouldn't it, it still be wouldn't be a fun game. Wouldn't it be cruel if this game was awesome? Mm-hmm. Like if it was super good, and you're like, shit, I really want to play this game, and like all the mechanics are so good, but the camera keeps making oh, me sick, God. and I can't play it. But you'd be like. Oh, you never play know. Play game, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, and you're just like throwing up, and you're like, gonna power through. <laughs> like, That's like, like the ultimate gaming experience of like you, you're you're facing off against your own body and your own health to be. Oh it. yeah, that would be so tragic. Like this if the camera for Tony Hawk was just constantly moving, and you're like, all oh, the mechanics yeah. are so good, but I can't look. At I it. mean, if if we had to say anything nice, is uh, the sound isn't bad. And, you oh know, yeah, no, the, the, the voice... graphics are also not that awful. Well, like, aside from the camera. Like, they look like the show, which is awful. Okay. okay. They're all just really clunky-looking polygons, no real character to them. They're not, you know, eh, whatever. But you're right. The music is okay. The music's fine. And, and the voice the, acting was clear and didn't sound all great. It's, it's clearly the voice actors from the show, and, like, they're, you know. So we can give that much at least. But uh, holy hell. And you know what? The bonus of this is, like, you can usually find this game for around $75. What a deal. you know, dig that one up. Uh, Or, you know what? Do something more constructive with your life. Donate it to... Any anything else to a person you hate? <laughs> Donate yeah. it. Say hey, I'll give you these seventy five dollars. Leave me alone for a year. Is there like Don't a talk to me for a year? Is there like a reverse of Make a Wish, like where you can do something terrible to a, a person who deserves it? Like I can, we can swap out the Wu Tang album and send this to Farmer Bro. Okay, you know, and he can play this in prison. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> um, that seems fair. Uh, okay, well, that is, uh, that's, that's this game. I got a little business to talk about. So we do have our uh, listeners contest going on right now. The uh, turnout has been great. So thank yes. you guys so much. We're very excited. We got a lot of participation. But Should you share any of the standings? I'm not going to share the standings. Okay. I don't want to sway things one oh, way or the okay. other. I want to, I want to, but it's a pretty level of playing field. I think everything's gotten at least one vote except for one game. Um, was that uh, NFL court? Wait, was NFL court a black couple? I don't even know. That was not on there. Okay. That was not on there. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it's it's pretty tight. There's one front runner emerging, but there's a couple right on its heels. Okay. So it's really anybody's game at this point. I'm gonna go home and play that front runner. Go do it. I want to be prepared. <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. And uh, yeah, so uh, go to ultra64podcast.com. Tell your friends, cast a vote for it. You know, uh, just just mess with our algorithms. You know, just uh, just just send us some our votes. Hardcore science of random hardcore science. We need it. Yeah, so send those along. That's still going on until April fourteenth. Well, what's what's happening next week, Steve? 
Well, oh, I got one more thing to talk oh, okay. about before that. But uh, oh, man, so much stuff going I, on. I have in the to. World I have to. Pl- 64. I have to plug my other show. I have oh, another man. show uh, called uh, World of Tomorrow. It's a Futurama podcast, and it's we've been on hiatus since before this show started. Okay, that's how long the hiatus has been. But uh, uh, my my the host is Emily Aguila. I I will take on co-host duties on that one. And uh, each week we talk about like a future on episode. Give that show. I am the I'm, I'm like the the, the Woody Harrelson, uh, the oh, Woody okay. the bartender. So I come in, I'm like not that bright, and uh, but I'm good for a couple laughs, and then I run for Congress. I think. Wow, okay. is that what he does? I don't know. I, you're the expert on that. I think he ran for Congress. Or state senate, something like that. I don't know. He's a good dude. Anyway, anyway. if you like Futurama, listen like to Futurama. <laughs> Listen to me talk about Cheers more. Uh, yes, listen to World of Tomorrow. You can find that on your various podcasting devices. We've got an episode coming up, and we finally closed out the first season after a good year. You know, it's difficult to run a podcast with somebody when you're on literal opposite ends of the country. She's in South Florida. I'm in northern Washington. Okay. So... Uh, and she's a school teacher, so we have busy schedules, but we're committed to it. We're back on, so check it out, World of Tomorrow. Next week, it's exciting. It we're, is exciting. We're mixing up the format a little bit, y'all. We, we, oh, I pulled an Audible, and I took something out of the random order, and I stuck it in because next week, there's a little movie opening up in theaters. A little movie starring Uh-oh. a little man. A tiny little Wayne. man. The Pebble. <laughs> the Rock Lobster. <laughs> Johnson. Um, and it's called Rampage. And it is based on a video game franchise from Midway. And guess what? There just so happens to be two Rampage games on the Nintendo 64. Rampage World Tour. Rampage Universal. So yes, far. we are playing both of them. And then, and then we're going to pause the podcast. We're going to go see the movie. We're going to come back and talk about the movie. I like I like the mental image of us pausing the podcast, just but pause. it's still live. And then we go, like, we go and the listener am, just has to listen for two hours of you're audible gonna, sounds in this room. You're going to hear corner. shuffling in the other room, probably my dog barking, yeah. maybe like the TV. Uh, and so hopefully that's no, all I you'll hear. I think you'll edit them together. I think that's the plan. Yes. <laughs> They'll be edited to cut out. We'll edit them together. But yeah, um, we're going to so stop the podcast. Both, we're going to go see a movie. You get both a video game review and a movie review. It'll be the first time in the history of the Nintendo 64 podcast that we are relevant and topical <laughs> to the world of today. We're right on top of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is going to come up again unless they make a Mischief Makers movie later this year, which I would hope so, but I don't think so. We'll have to talk about uh, other Nintendo 64 games we want to see as a movie. Unless they Detective should make a movie Pikachu based on Goldeneye. Oh, God, they should do that. <laughs> Shit. That would make a million dollars. 1964 money. All right. That's Any, about right. That was... So is there anything get, else get, hi- get hyped for Rampage. It's going to be great. Uh, and I'm going to, okay, I'm going to promise to not read any reviews of that. Usually okay. I kind of lurk around Rotten Tomatoes to get a sense, but okay, you I, know, will, I will also make that promise. This is one of those movies that Movie Pass was made for. Yeah. So I, I think we're just going to embrace it. We're going to go for it. Uh, we should have a special guest on there as yeah. well. And on that same show, we're going to announce the winner of the Listener Contest, which you can check out at Ultra64Podcast.com right in now. I'm going to listen to that show. I'll tell you that. Please do. I will be right on top of that. You're going to be listening. You're not going to be here, but you will be listening the following week. That's great. All All right, everybody. Uh, that's all I got to say. We've we've covered about forty minutes on Transformers, Beast Wars, Transmetals, the worst game on the system so far, maybe ever. I don't know if it gets worse than this. We'll have to see. Well, when we actually puke up stuff, we'll know that it was worse. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, uh, thank you all for coming by. Uh, Transform and roll out. Meet Boop Morp. Mm.
activate hydraulics. Verp. 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 <laughs>